T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, welcome in here on this Wednesday. Uh, We are going to go straight to the news conference at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, This got started a couple of minutes ago. This is Clark Hunt. Midwest. For generations of Chiefs fans, this is where they fell in love with the game. But this is also where they created memories between fathers and sons, mothers and daughters, grandparents and grandchildren, and made a lot of new friends along the way. In short, Arrowhead is a special place. It is among the most iconic stadiums in professional sports and it has become a bucket list destination for NFL fans around the country, and it has grown to be recognized around the world. For, mo- for so many of our fans, this place reminds them of family, and that is certainly the case for me. As you know, my father once called Arrowhead his favorite place on earth. I grew up coming here, cheering on the Chiefs with my parents and siblings, and cultivating memories within these walls. This place means a lot to our family, just as it means a lot to our fans. The first thing we had to consider was the structural integrity of a more than 50-year-old stadium. We always knew that we'd like to stay here, but we had to figure out whether it was structurally possible. Thanks to the visionary design of this stadium in the late 60s and early 70s, and thanks in large part to the continued investment of Jackson County, the state of Missouri, the city of Kansas City, and our family, the stadium has weathered the test of time. We feel confident that with the right enhancements, GHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium will continue to be the landmark that it is today. In just a moment, we will share a video that provides an overview of some of the biggest upgrades to the stadium's amenities, functionality, and surrounding footprint. We are planning improvements for every fan on every level. They will address everything from the ease of entry and exit, to the comfort of concourses and bathrooms, to new premium spaces, enhanced video boards, and the pre-game tailgate experience. What's important to note about these changes is that the spirit of Arrowhead will not change. These upgrades will allow us to continue the tradition of providing one of the best game day experiences in all of professional sports and to preserve and enhance the Arrowhead experience for a whole new generation of Chiefs fans. In just a moment, Mark Donovan will have further information about these planned improvements. But for now, please turn your attention to the video boards. (laughs) 
All right. Um, we're listening to the news conference out of Arrowhead Stadium. I am watching a video, it's which lo- doesn't mean anything to those of you listening. <laughs> it's lovely music. <laughs> it's beautiful. It looks really cool, but it's not going to, you're not going to learn anything. So we might narrate this video here a little bit, and then we'll go back to the news conference. Yeah, a lot of this is some of the things that we had speculated about yesterday. Uh, They're adding what they're calling a VIP entry and canopy on what is the north side of the stadium. Uh, There's a new pedestrian bridge, uh, new activation zone that I'm sure we'll get more explanation on in just a little bit. And it looks like they're going to spiff up the outside of it quite a bit. Uh, There there will also be new video boards added, uh, upgraded Wi-Fi, 360-degree upper console. So it looks like there may be some seats added to this after all. And, John, I'm going to let you, because I think you're watching it in real time, and I've got the stream that's uh, probably 10 seconds behind. Let me know when they go back to talking about it here. Absolutely. Um, so that was Clark Hunt that you heard, uh, initially, the only part of this that we missed was, as you would expect him addressing the shooting that happened and and thanking first responders, um, and giving their gratitude. Okay. I believe this might be Mark Donovan here, uh, approaching in just a second. We don't have that yet. I'm not sure we're we're quite there yet, but uh, yeah, it is showing some of the things that uh, you underneath that canopy, we had talked about an, an increased fan experience and activities that could go on before and during the games outside the stadium. And it looks like that is indeed going to be a big part of this. They're also uh, talking about adding a sideline club, uh, which I'm sure we'll get more details mm-hmm. on. The, the renderings look just stunning. Yeah, and so the point that they made was, and I think this is important for us to keep repeating, is the building itself is sound, and we can just renovate the building, not build a new one. And so because some of initially the thought was they're going to tear Arrowhead down and build a new one in place of where the current Kauffman Stadium is. And that's not going to be the case. Right. So, yeah. And with everything that they're going to be building, they will be utilizing a lot of that space uh, in between where Arrowhead and, and the K are right now and where the K is not going to be. And I believe we're going to go back to the news conference just about now. Uh, looks like they might be lining up to speak once again. Welcome to the podium, President Mark Donovan. Thank you. I just want to echo Clark's thoughts and also his thanks for you all being here today. I want to acknowledge a couple members of the audience, members of our Jackson County Legislature. Thank you all for being here. Frank White, our County Executive, Mayor Quentin Lucas, thank you for being here. Kathy Nelson from our Sports Commission and Visit KC, Joe Reardon uh, from the Chamber, and then our partners from the Royals, John Sherman, Brooke Sherman, and Sora Torbell, thank you for being here today. One other person I do want to acknowledge is someone who's been involved in, I think, every single meeting we've ever had about renovation. That's Kelly Kearns from Populous, Kansas City's own experts in sports architecture. So thank you all for being here. As Clark said, it's a very important day for the organization. It is a very exciting day for our organization to be able to share our vision of what a reimagined Arrowhead Stadium will look like. It's not only important that we do this, given the age of the stadium, but it's important we do this right. And we do it to honor the legacy of Lamar Hunt, and also do it in the spirit that continues this treasure that we have in our town that is a worldwide phenomena and an iconic stadium in sports. This is a significant 
public-private partnership, one that will build on the public-private partnership that we have had for so many years. It, um, it will start with structurally securing this building and making sure that we've repaired it, we're maintaining it, so we have the ability to renovate and enhance it. What we're really excited today is to talk you through the enhancements and the renovation. And as we do that, you will see that there are numerous sustainability efforts that will make us be able to do this in a way that will have even less impact on our environment. Um, at the end of the day, what we will have is the ability to continue to attract the greatest events in the world and bring them to our town and all benefit from everything that comes with that. As you saw in the video rendering, we're looking at upgrades across all levels of the stadium, as well as the grounds of Truman Sports Complex. I think that's an important point. The concept that you see here today, we're very excited about. Um, they are not final. This is our vision. This will be the foundation of what we do. We'll learn as we go through the process, as we've done this before. There's always some tweaks and changes as we go here, but this is the basis of what we plan to do. Let me take you through some of the highlights. So first of all, a completely new turf-covered activation zone built over the site of, of the current Kauffman Stadium, designed for game day and event day tailgates, activations, outdoor stage shows, both on game day and not on game day. You see the canopy there that partially covers the location. It's available year-round as an activation point for community events. You notice the VIP entry points that not only lead to the new spaces inside the stadium, but the thing about all of these additions, everything we're adding to this, is it actually alleviates the existing traffic throughout the rest of the building. So every single add is a net add in efficiency. It makes everyone's experience that much better. New sideline clubs will be constructed after excavating after, after excavating underneath the entire lower bowl, um, create not only premium seating, but also more activities and more access. And then the new end zone clubs and suites will introduce a new viewing and hospitality experience that we haven't had. I'm just gonna take a second and share a personal anecdote on this. Clark and I and other members of our senior team for the last five years, every single time we go to an away game, we spend some time in the stadiums looking at what they've done, looking how they've done it. What can we learn from that? What can we take from that? What do we not want to do that they've done? And we have the good fortune of playing in Los Angeles twice a year to play the Chargers at SoFi Stadium and in Vegas to play the Raiders in addition to getting another visit in February. Um, you know, when you're in those stadiums and you're talking about, should we build a new stadium? Should we renovate Arrowhead? It's very easy to get jealous. And the jealousy comes from, could we actually do this? Can we do it in a new building? Can we do it at Arrowhead? One of the things that has me most excited about this entire project is that you sit on that field level of Allegiant Stadium and you look at that amazing end zone suite that they have and you say, wow, too bad we can't do that. We found a way to do that. And now we're bringing the best of the newest buildings in the NFL we're putting it inside the iconic Arrowhead Stadium. So as Clark said, we're keeping the spirit 
of this building and everything that makes it special, but we're bringing the very best of the best into the building. And that has us excited about what the next chapter will be. That concept itself will add 10 suites on each end zone. It'll also add another 1,000-person club behind each end zone. So the number of people who will be impacted by this is significant. In addition to all the new things we're talking about, remember that when you do a renovation of this size, everything gets renovated. So the existing suites, the existing clubs, the fixtures, the lighting, AV, televisions, everything gets better and the experience improves. From a big standpoint, when you look at that shot on the screen, you see the boards. Right now, our iconic boards are in the bottom 25% of the league in terms of size of video. When you think about the fan experience, we need to increase that, improve that. We need to be able to compete at a better point. So our plan right now is to increase the east board by four times and the west board by three times. That will bring us about average in the National Football League. But one of the keys for us was keeping that iconic shape. I think it's one of the things that we need to celebrate as part of the history of this great building. In addition to video boards, new LED boards, um, and completely upgraded Wi-Fi DAS systems, as well as an audio system. So in addition to the visual experience, the audio experience will improve for our fans. I mentioned sustainability earlier. Um, it's one of the things that has come up and from a priority standpoint for us as we look into a project of this size, the ability to add energy efficient lighting fixtures, lower water consumption plumbing fixtures, added landscape bioswell retention areas, as well as better storm runoff. And we're actually looking at a way where with the potential demolition of the cave, we can actually use all that concrete, mill it in a way that we actually use it as fill on site as opposed to having to haul it off and dump it and create more of an issue somewhere else. New concession stands, retail stands, um, throughout the building not only in total number increases but also in efficiency. Many of you have experienced our grab and go stands. We put them on every single level of the stadium. A grab and go stand has become extremely efficient. We track this every single game and right now we've increased throughput so the number of people who can be serviced during that time frame by 30 to 40 percent. So it makes the experience better, it makes it better for our fans, it makes it better for our staff as well. A couple operational things to cover off with you all. Um, new tunnels, so we're one of, if not the only major sports venue in the States right now that only has one main tunnel. This is a significant add for us. The, the addition of this tunnel not only gives us the ability to put a brand new visiting team locker room on that side, create a lot more efficiency on game day, but also creates efficiency for us on all those special events that we bring in. I mean, you can imagine in the summer when you're trying to book as many shows as you possibly can, the setup, tear down, move in, move out is a significant issue. The ability to have two tunnels makes us twice as efficient in that, so that will give us the ability to bring even more major events um, to this great building. Let's go to the upper deck. We talked a lot about having an impact on every single fan and every single level of our stadium. What we're going to do is we're actually going to add upper concourse canopies on the two sidelines. So that will provide cover for our upper deck fans. These are the areas that are gathering areas today. Now we're adding cover that will have not only 
uh, infrared heat, but also those enormous fans that will create some airflow in the summer months. So it's just a better experience for everybody on that level, and it gives the opportunity to be able to spend more time in those areas. In addition to um, the upper level uh, cover, we're actually going to finally solve a problem that we've had on the upper deck since the earliest design. And that is if anyone has done this, in order to get from one side to the other, you've got to go up, down, up, down, around, up, down, up, down, around. We'll actually close that off and have a 360 degree concourse level on the upper deck. It makes it a lot more efficient, makes the experience a lot better. And I know we keep hitting on this point, but the populist folks and the operations people get really excited about the fact that when you do that, you add more points of sale. You add more restrooms. That, again, alleviates the crowds on the existing restaurants. So if you think about our end zones and our corners, those are massive seating areas. Now they have a new place to go. It spreads out that crowd. So that's a significant advantage for us. In addition, from an operational standpoint, this renovation will create 40,000 square feet of space that we'll use for our commissary, as well as efficiency and operations. So think about the ability to service this stadium from the services and the premiums that we provide today. The building was not designed to actually service that. So it's a real challenge for us. This gives us the ability to accomplish that and, and create a much better experience from that standpoint. When we move outside, you saw this was quick in the video. You see the new activation zone, zone. you see new parking orientation. On the bottom side there to the right of that screen, you see a new parking deck. So imagine on the E-lot, so the lot that you parked in today, there will be a parking deck over top of that. So those spaces exist, now a deck on top of that with the existing same number of spaces on top. What we'll do in the bottom deck is we'll have a covered area for our players, coaches, VIPs, visiting team buses, etc. We'll also have the ability to put those same people in, in E-lot on that deck, which they'll be able to tailgate and do everything they normally do, and their entry exit is a lot easier. They'll walk directly into the building. We're excited about that parking lot. We'll also add parking to the other side, obviously, when we move out uh, Kauffman Stadium. So the net-net is about 3,000 additional parking spaces, 1,300 in the new E-lot deck, and then 1,700 on the other side. Hitting the same point again creates more efficiency, makes it a lot better experience for everybody involved. Some really exciting things that we've added to this. As you get into this project, you start thinking about all the things you could do. So a number of years ago, we invested in Lot O, which is a major gravel lot um, to the west of the parking lot, west of uh, the stadium. What we're going to do that is we're going to pave a lot more of that. It's one of our more popular lots now. We're going to add power. One of the things that we've listened to our fans about in that area, we're going to add permanent restrooms. So it's a better experience for them there. And we're in discussions about adding ports to have RVs be able to come in and plug in in Lotto. Uh, something that we used to do in the past, we looked forward to potentially bringing that back. Another thing that we're going to add with this, when you get these opportunities, um, you're able to fix a problem in a better way. So rideshare has become a lot more popular option for all of us. Uh, we see it on game day. We see it significantly on our special events and concerts. And while it's a relatively good experience coming in, it's a real challenge going out. So now we have the ability to use some space and create a designated and designed 
rideshare area. So that'll be part of the additions. Another thing we did from a safety standpoint, you see multiple spots on there and you saw the video of our bridge coming from lot L, which will be expanded uh, significantly, create a lot more efficiency and safety. We're also gonna add some pedestrian bridges across the ring road so that our fans who are parking in lot O or the outside lots can actually come across without having to cross traffic. We think it's not only a safety issue, but also creates a lot more efficiency as well. I think when you look at the expanded entry plazas, when you think about what we're doing uh, outside the entrance, it gives us a lot more space as you come into the building, as you get closer to the building. We have become a lot more efficient getting people into the building. Uh, our team has worked really well from a technology standpoint with our scanners and with ticket scanning to be able to get people in safely and more quickly. It creates a lot more opportunity with more space there. Just some simple numbers that may not sound big that are significant from an operational standpoint. Not the sexy stuff, but 170 new toilet fixtures will be added and over 120 new food and beverage points of sale. It's important, trust me. Um, I mentioned the upgrades to the Wi-Fi. I just want to end with this and then we'll move to questions. Um, this has been a long process and I want to recognize the members of our team, the members of the community that we've worked with, members of our fan base, our season ticket members we worked with to get to this point. Um, there are many steps to go. The first and most important is April 2nd. We need to pass that bridge in order to continue to move on this project. We are extremely excited about the opportunity to bring the best of the best into the most iconic venue in sports. Thank you very much. Yep. All right, so um, for media, real quick, I will do a Q&A here, moderated. And then uh, when we finish with that, we will jump over here. Mark and Clark will take some small group uh, Q&A uh, over here on the side of the window. So we have microphones floating in the back. We'll start Neil. Jake, can you just kneel? Gentlemen, no roof. That was something that people had talked about, even a rolling roof. Why did it make the decision to, to go away from that? Well, as you know, that was something that uh, we studied very carefully uh, 20 years ago was part uh, of that planned renovation um, w when it uh, did not pass and we weren't able to do it. Uh, the design really went away from, from the roof. Um, uh, we were uh, envisioning that roof specifically in conjunction uh, with the Super Bowl. Um, you know, certainly I'd like to think that Kansas City, you know, has the opportunity to br bring a Super Bowl, but I also know uh, that uh, our football team likes playing in the elements. They like playing on a grass field. Um, we certainly think it's a... T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, 
the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Competitive advantage for us. What uh, what's the total cost of the project, and how much is uh, ownership investing in the project itself? Uh, so uh, the renovation is estimated to cost eight hundred million, and our family will be investing three hundred of that. And then, um, are there any renovations to the practice facility that will be part of this project? Uh, uh, those are not contemplated uh, at this time and are not part of the numbers uh, that I just shared with you. Um, we, we are going to evaluate uh, our long-term needs there and uh, uh, may come back uh, at a later time with some thoughts on that. Uh, hey, either one of you can address this. Um, We've heard populists say that the, the concrete at the Royal Stadium is degrading, and that's part of the reason why it would be so expensive to renovate there and a new stadium makes sense. What's the difference with the concrete here that allows you guys to renovate, and what's a larger stadium compared to that one? Yeah, so I, I know that question has been asked a lot. There's a very simple answer. Believe it or not, bad batch. So one team got a good batch of concrete and one team didn't. And you've heard about concrete cancer and all those things. It's real. Um, and you know, one of the things we looked at in our perspective, and Clark mentioned this, when you embark on can we renovate this building, one of the first things you do is core samples. You know, the cement and the rebar was put in 1970, not 72 when it opened. So you've got to make sure that that's right. And there's some real issues with their concrete. We know that because we've seen in both studies. And then Clark, I just wonder, you've addressed it before, but for your dad, what was so special about this place? And, and why is it important to you and the rest of the family that you, you know, keep it around at least another 25 years? Yeah. Well, I think what my dad loved best about this stadium was the connection that the team had with our fan base. And uh, if he was alive today, I think his answer would, would be the same, that you know, he, he loves uh, this building because of what it means uh, to our fans. And um, we still believe that it's one of the best stadiums in the National Football League, but we also know that it's a bucket list destination, as I mentioned, for fans across the NFL, uh, as well as for our fans here, here in Kansas City. So uh, he knows how much it me meant to our fans and how much it means to our fans today, and, and that's why in large part we want to renovate. Could you speak to a timetable and how the World Cup may play into this? Yeah, so um, we have to do the modifications to the stadium obviously in time for 26. So we started that now. It'll go through the next few summers. Uh, this project that we're talking about won't kick in until after that. So at the earliest it'll be 27 we start doing work. Ideally you know, 27, 28, 29, we'll work in the off-seasons. We'll keep playing games here. Um, but we hope to be ready and open by 30, um, but potentially 31 if we need to. Eric West on the next page, KC. 
with the new parking renovation, how will that affect tailgating? Because that's one of the great experiences about coming to Arrowhead. And number two, will parking increase the price of cost? The cost of parking increase. Yeah, so I'll answer the, both of those questions. Number one, tailgating will get better. Um, what we're looking at is, again, you get the opportunity to start over. So we looked at exactly how should the cars be facing, what's easiest from an in and out standpoint, and what creates the most space for tailgating. And we looked at a lot of different options. One of the things that was first and foremost on our list of potential is we must have tailgating. We must continue to enhance tailgating. It's one of the things we're known for, so you're gonna see a better opportunity. When you look at that covered canopy space on the new activation zone, you're gonna see some very interesting ways to tailgate in that space. So it's trying to take advantage of that space to better tailgating. On parking prices, um, I know it's a popular topic. If you look at the National Football League, you look at average parking prices, we're, we're relatively average. Um, so we'll continue to, I can't tell you today what the parking is going to be in 2031, um, but we've been very conscious of what we charge for pricing. And one of the things we've done and will continue to do, and I would bet we're going to do this in 31, is you're going to pay the lowest possible price for parking if you buy in advance and you use the system, because that makes it more efficient for every single one of our fans. So it's less about the price of the ticket, as more about how do we get these fans in here as efficiently as possible so everyone has a good experience. Guys, I got a couple questions here. Number one, uh, who, have you got figured out who's going to pay for the demolition of Kauffman Stadium? If you guys get a, a yes vote, is that part of your money or how that works? And I'll have another one. Yeah, so it's part of the LOI that we've already uh, put in. Uh, we've agreed with the Royals that the taxpayers in the county will not have any uh, responsibility for that. And in terms of the, you guys have the LOI, but you don't have a lease that people have seen yet. Can we expect to see a lease that's agreed on and signed before Election Day? Yeah, so one of the things I think is um, an advantage for us from a lease standpoint, from a CBA standpoint, is that we're doing a renovation of an existing project. We, we have a very good lease. We'll extend that lease. We had a really successful and uh, beneficial CBA. We'll extend that CBA. Um, so that's our plan, and we're moving very very quickly on both of those, um, and we fully expect to get them done in the near future. A couple of questions. What will the seating capacity be when it's completed? <clears throat> uh, so it, it will continue to be above 70,000. We don't have a final count, but one of the things that I'm personally very sensitive to from a design standpoint uh, is making sure that Arrowhead remains one of the loudest stadiums in the National Football League. And a big part of that is uh, having the ability to host over 70,000 fans and keep them as close as possible uh, to the field. I'll just add to that because I was smiling to my staff that we started sitting down planning meetings and we talked about, you know, the average stadium, what size should it be? And there are a lot of reasons why you'd want to go down to 60. If you look at the last four or five new stadiums, they're all between 62 and 68. And we started looking at numbers like that. And he stepped in and goes, never under 70. <laughs> so so it'll, it will, it'll be more than 70. Trust me. Uh, there had been anticipation that you would be developing the Kaufman site as an entertainment district and other spin-off stuff to encourage increase the revenues around here. Now it's going to be a 1700 space parking lot. What are your plans for all these other amenities that had been originally considered for the Kaufman site? Yeah, I think um, it's important to recognize that 
originally considered by whom. Um, so our plan was we looked at that. We actually uh, did a pretty good analysis on real estate development, what we could do, entertainment districts, et cetera. And there's some reality that hits you pretty quickly. Um, right now in this market, this is not a location that is worthy of developing. Um, so as, as harsh as that sounds, it's just the reality from a business standpoint. Secondly, when you look at making a decision like that, you got to look at your competition. And the reality is we're going to have some unbelievable competition downtown when the Royals do what they're going to do. So why would we do something that competes with that and try to compete with that? And then I would say this, and most importantly, everything that we've done in this project has been focused on how do we enhance the fans' experience? How do we make Arrowhead better? And when you start with that focus, you start to lose the, the need to do more. So what we've done in everything you saw in that video and what we'll continue to do is how do we make the experience at Arrowhead better than anywhere else? Whether you're going to a Taylor Swift show, a Morgan Wallen show, or a Chiefs game. My question is for Clark, depending on the money that you guys could or may not get from the state of Missouri, does this project at all change? Uh, no, it, it wouldn't. We would not be willing to sign a lease for another 25 years without the financing uh, to uh, properly uh, renovate and reimagine the stadium. Um, so uh, the, the financing puzzle is very important to us and making sure we have enough funds to, to do everything that uh, we've outlined today with Mark's caveat that certainly as we go through the design phase, some things will change. Do you think your family would be willing to invest more if you guys don't get money from the state? Well, one one thing that I didn't mention uh, in regards to the question on the, on the uh, cost of the project and our family's commitment is like we did in 2006, uh, we would cover any cost overruns uh, on the project. Um, so those things are not, not directly uh, related, but the, uh, the taxpayers' uh, expense, the state's expense would be capped and uh, anything that surprises us, which frequently happens on construction projects, would be on our family. Yeah, uh, following up on that a little bit, um, could you speak as to the breakdown of um, funds from the upcoming sales tax extension and the state that would cover the, the $500 million um, gap that we're talking about in the project cost? Yeah, I'll handle that one. So um, I think it's important that we go back to the slide that had uh, maintain and repair. So the, the three cent sales tax is designed to do exactly what it's done for the last um, 10 or so, 20 years, um, which is, I should say from 2006, which is it is going to pay for repair and maintenance of the building. So to give you some perspective, last year this organization put $23 million into this building. So the taxes are going to cover that, any overflow that goes into operations and things like that. So that's the first piece of this puzzle. The, the five, uh, the $800 million project uh, that we have and the 300 that we're going to put in, that becomes additional sources. So in the past, we got support from the state, the city, and other government entities, and that's what we look to do going forward. Yeah, and um, there, there's the perception certainly out of Jackson County that the chiefs are interested in working on the state funding piece of this with the current governor, Mike Parson, in office. Um, can you speak as to that? We've had Is great conversations with Governor Parsons. We'll continue those conversations given the time frame. It's who we're going to be dealing with. Um, so we look forward to continuing those conversations.
So we'll go ahead and break down. Renderings are now available for people to take a look okay. at. Um, so what you heard, wow, is there a lot to get to here. Yeah, you think? <laughs> um, that was the news conference with uh, Clark Hunt and Mark Donovan. Let me point to you a couple of things online because I get that we're going to have um, a verbal conversation about a visual thing. Uh, the Chiefs have put up on their website all, all the renderings that they just talked about. So if you go to chiefs.com forward slash stadium and then forward slash concepts, that's where it goes through. Every picture is up there. It goes through all the details that you just heard. What is not on their website is what we are going to talk about. And no doubt the star of this news conference was the Q&A. Uh-huh. John, this is one of the best news conferences we've ever aired. And the, the people asking, the, the guys asking the questions here. Stellar. Unbelievable. This is this was one of the best Q&A. We kept wondering, like, how long do we stay with this? I said, the good stuff is still coming. From the first question, if you were listening to this, every question you all have asked us, about this stadium and renovation was just answered. And I want to tell you, I mean, there are some things in there that you're already hitting us up on the text line. And when we all heard, there were four words that came out of Mark Donovan's mouth. And Jamie, you and I looked at each other like, what? <laughs> did, did, did we just hear what we just heard when they were asked about the current Kaufman site where the plan originally had been to look into developing it for some kind of entertainment district or something that could be used for more dates than just game days and event days, something that could be there all year round for conceivable use and get people into the area. And now it's going to be parking. And in his answer to that question, Mark Donovan said that they looked at it and decided that that area was, and I quote, not worthy of developing. Wow. Sit with that for a second. And the, and the first text that we got right after that said, worthy of development, I think you meant not worthy of development, just got my no vote. Yeah, that may cost them. Um, I, so we, um, we need to get to a break. I, it's been a while since we took one of those. <laughs> so we need to take a break here. Um, the first thing that we will go through after the break here is financing, because that got a little confusing even for me. Total project cost is $800 million, 300 million comes from ownership. Uh, they will cover, ownership will cover any cost overruns. I think that'll win them, that'll, that'll win them fans. But we've got to talk about the other $500 million here and how much of that's going to come out of that April 2nd vote. So, um, and John, I think you were, I kept asking you, what about this? What about that? Because it was a little hard to follow. It was a little hard yes. to follow. And there were, I mean, there were details all over the place in this that uh, that were hard to catch up with because when you start talking about money coming in from all kinds of different sources, state money, city money, county money, on top of using that three eight cent sales tax for maintenance. So that $500 million seems to be, unless I completely misheard what Mark Donovan said, separate from the revenue raised from the three eight cent sales tax. That money is going to go to maintenance year by year during the 40 year expected lifespan of the rest of Arrowhead Stadium, where the $500 million to complete the project will come from other revenue sources. Oh, boy. Okay, so there's a lot to go through. 913-586-7798. We're going to spend some time on this now. Um, we've got this to talk about. There were other stories that came out. They talked about the lease. They talked about seating capacity. We'll take a break. We'll get to your calls. Talk more about this next year on KMBZ.
Phone number to reach us, 913-586-7798. We will recap some of the details of the news conference out of Arrowhead Stadium for those of you who missed it. Again, full credit to every reporter who was there. Every single question that all of you and that we had about Arrowhead Stadium renovation, right down to why this building can be renovated and Kaufman has to be torn down, all of this was answered. Yeah, and it was an extensive press conference. I mean, and to go back to some of the things that they were talking about adding, I mean, we were talking about the things that stood out that you have texted us about and said, whoa, what now? And we'll get to all of that. But I think it bears talking about some of the renovations that they're mentioning here uh, as well, because, I mean, that's certainly a part of this story is that they've told us all of the things that they're planning on doing to make the game day experience better for all of the fans. So, I mean, certainly we're going to seize on some of the things that seem like, wait a minute, this isn't what we thought this was going to be. But when it comes to what they're going to do, I mean, I didn't see anything in there that, that struck me as odd, that struck me as an odd choice. I mean, these are the kinds of upgrades that we had talked about yesterday. They're the kinds of things that, as both of them, Clark Hunt and Mark Donovan said, that they've noticed in stadiums elsewhere in the country. And as far as, I mean, the one thing that really stood out to me in terms of making the trip into the stadium easier on everybody is the pedestrian bridges. Yeah, and um, the... Yeah, you're right. We're, we're sort of talking about all the all the problems, but you're right. In terms of what you're going to get for your money, there's also going to be a designated rideshare area, which oh yeah, which Uber and Lyft drivers you have been complaining about this forever. Understandably, that there's no easy place to pick up and drop off people when you're going to do that there. Um, I do think it's funny, and you and I both picked up on this, and so did a listener, that the word efficiency, if we'd been playing a drinking game, <laughs> yeah. we'd be out of, we'd be drunk out of our minds right now. I think that's a good word to use because at some point you're going to be asked about money, and that's their way of saying we're we're utilizing space in the best way and and money, therefore, um, in the best way. Yes. The other one, I, I thought in that iconic press conference, the one <laughs> iconic word that stood out uh, more than, you know, maybe rivaling efficiency was, in fact, iconic. I mean, it's yeah. amazing how many iconic things there are already and how many more they're planning on adding. Lots of icons there. So... Again, if you go onto their website, you can see everything here that we're talking about if you have a hard time imagining it. But they talked about right down to they really did think of everything. The video boards are going to be three or or four times bigger so that you can see them. That's big. Um, A better tailgate experience, new concessions, new retail stands. They're really going to improve that tailgating experience, which they're going to be able to do now because they're going to there's no Kaufman Stadium's going to be there anymore. Right. And, and the, uh, you know, the all this stuff that's going to take place under that canopy, that's something I'm interested to see how they're going to utilize that. Is that going to p- potentially be a space where, uh, I mean, if you're looking for something that would rival power and light in terms of watching the game without being there, you know, mm-hmm. inside the stadium to watch the game, are they going to build something like that uh, so that you can, I mean, you're still going to have to pay for parking, but you'll be there, right. you know, be able to hear the roar of the crowd from inside the building and all of that and put up, uh, you know, an area where you can enjoy the game from outside. Equally so, you could do the same thing with concerts. Let's talk about the no roof for a second, because it was the first question that was asked mm-hmm. was, are you putting a roof? On? In fact, it was the first question I asked when we were talking about the video was, does it have a roof or does it not have a roof? Um, and the <laughs> the answer was no. And, and the first part of the answer was, 
we tried to put a roof on it. Voters said no. So no roof was basically what they said initially. And then they said, our team likes playing in the elements. Do they, though? Um, <laughs> competitive advantage for them because yeah. of the teams that aren't used to playing in the elements. What I didn't understand was, so are we just okay with foregoing a Super Bowl then? Because they also said, we want to attract the greatest events in the world. Yes, and and that is, it does seem to be in conflict because you're not going to get a Super Bowl here without a roof on the stadium. So, yeah, I mean, that seems to be the trade-off there. And I think when you talk about a competitive advantage, they're more looking around the division than they are right. looking around the league. Right. Because the only other team that plays in the elements is Denver. Okay. Because, uh, okay. I mean, you know, you've got the Chargers, and they don't. You know, you've got Las Vegas, and they don't. And so... Uh, if you've got a you know if you if you've got a bunch of dome teams in your division and you have to play games in December and potentially January against them, you mm-hmm. want to bring dome teams out into the snow and tell them yeah good luck. Okay, there is confusion about the about the tax. I get it. Some of you were texting in because when asked about again, it's it's the quote that stood out to us when they were asked, why aren't you putting an entertainment district in place of Kauffman Stadium? when that comes down. And the answer was, we studied it. It is not worthy of developing. The other part of that answer that we didn't really talk about is they said, look at what the Royals are gonna do downtown. We couldn't possibly compete with that. So what they're gonna do is focus on making the fan experience better there. Yes, and one of the things that we heard from you on the text line is that uh, you know th- th- this in your estimation, was not something that's there to benefit the average taxpayer. Right. And I think that's true, but I think that I, I don't necessarily, I, I think that's true of every stadium. I mean, to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest about it. Um, and we've, we've talked about the fact that it, it's a business. Their job is to make money. And the way they make the most money is to sell the most stuff to people with a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So that's why you're going to see. Now, the one thing they did do, and he mentioned this, adding the 360-degree concourse all the way around the upper deck level, which yeah. isn't there now. And that does make it a pain for the people that, you know, like you and me who sit in the cheap seats, you know, <laughs> they, mm-hmm. it does make it a pain to have to try to get from one end of the stadium to the other. So they did throw a bone there. They also threw a bone with the fact that that concourse, at least on the sides of the stadium, is going to be covered. Right. So that uh, that will add areas where, I mean, we had a couple of games this year where early in the season we had problems with the heat. Late in the season we had problems with extreme cold so if you give people the ability to still be in the building go out into the concourses and have a heated or air-conditioned area that makes it better for everybody so that if you're starting to feel the effects of the elements you can get out of it yeah um new sideline clubs they talk about new concessions 120 new food and beverage points of sale which means those lines are going to be shorter but they did make the point it has to pass on April 2nd. Yes. Uh, well, of course. Yeah, that was the reason for this entire pitch. Happening right. happening today, happening when right. it did, was they want this to be enough for you to drive you to the polls and vote yes for this because you want all of this stuff at the new Arrowhead. Like I said, I don't think that not worthy of development phrase helped them very much, but I think there's going to be more coming out of this than just that. Um, and there were a few other things. You mentioned the concessions. They didn't go, they didn't delve too deeply into this, but they did mention this on their website 
is that a lot of those concessions aren't going to be the standard concessions that you and I think of, where you go up to the window, order a hot dog and a beer, and take it back to your seat with you. Right. They're adding a bunch of grab-and-go markets throughout mm-hmm. the general concourses. So Efficiency. Uh, right, exactly. It's Efficiency again, right? Mm-hmm. I just got to take another shot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they, they said uh, that'll increase uh, speed of service by 30 to 40%. Now, if that's some kind of self-checkout thing... Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like that's where that's going. Is it that, does, yeah. yeah. You grab your food and then you head to the checkout lines. Then, I, I mean, that's going to be as efficient as we are. I'll tell you what, though. I have been in airports, and he didn't say this, but I have been in airports, and I can't think of which one, where um, I don't know which app on your phone it does this, but there is no checkout. You go in, you grab your stuff. There's an app on your phone that knows that you're in there. Okay. And you just walk out with it. And it charges to a credit card. Yep. And, I mean, even at our airport here, we have the grab-and-go where you do have to check out. But, yeah, that would be a much better way to do it. 913-586-7798. We'll get more comments on this, talk a little bit more about this coming up here on KMBZ. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 